Rolling! Welcome back. I wasn't here last time. No. Just cooking. But, but I was. Yeah, Cougar's back. Teeth's back. I'm back. Back to back. The Teeth's gonna do some wet noises for you now. He made wet. He made a wet. Just gonna bring the hashtag and hashtag make a wet. Yeah. Sounds like a really nasty make a cream foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, since it was your idea, Cougar, what are uh, we talking about? Uh, uh, film, what was it, two years ago you said? A film that was sub- 2015. To, uh, 2015 to Sundance Film Festival called World of Tomorrow. I watched it earlier this week and just again recently, like mm-hmm. a minute and a half ago with these guys. I love the film. I don't know what you guys think about it, but, uh, but I thought it was pretty fantastic. Who's the <laughs> filmmaker? world of tomorrow great question so we don't do research beforehand on this show no. uh, <laughs> what is it called world of tomorrow world of tomorrow we just watched it and already forgot animated film yeah we're gonna figure this out guys we are right now directed by Don Hertzfeldt Don Hertzfeldt yep a little animated piece but 16 minutes long it's uh I really enjoyed it um got a lot of stuff in there and it's super weird yeah it's got some heavy themes yeah some very lighthearted themes but I really liked it what do you think with you well I thought it was very compelling like it you know from beginning to end you're just listening to this character talk well you should go watch it because we're, we're just going to get into it so. yeah yeah that's true if you haven't watched it you'll be it thoroughly yet, spoiled uh, then yeah. You know, spoiler alert. You know, it's like but, a uh, 10 minute short film, right? Yeah, like 16 minutes. Yeah. 16 minute short film. So go watch it before we talk about it. You don't have 16 minutes. You probably shouldn't be listening to this. You probably get done what you're supposed to do. This will right be now. longer than 16 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for the most part, like the whole film is told through narration mm-hmm. by someone in the future. Yeah. Like, a third generation. Like 95% of it. Yeah. But it's a very interesting. Uh, description of the future yeah it's because they make such a cool and compelling world if it was if it didn't have that it would probably fall pretty flat but the I, world was really interesting see the thing i think is interesting i think it actually represents uh modern day like pretty much parallel okay. just on a different scale really i think the only difference between uh a future person's perspective and, and our perspective is just like a lack of emotion mm-hmm. uh, whereas if you throw emotion into it you have essentially what we do Anyway, uh, especially like the whole thing she said with like uh, people just consist of other people watching mm-hmm. other people watching other people. I mean, we, it's funny because YouTube essentially is that right now too. Like, yeah. We, yeah watch, totally. we watch other people play video games or we watch people watch people play video games too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's very existential and bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite part was the, how emotionless and like, I expected the main chick to be a robot yeah. at the end. I thought that was going to be the reveal, because it was that emotionless. It was really cool, and I, I really liked the character aspect of it. Um, but yeah, seeing this completely emotionless... Should we tell what the story is before we get into all this? I guess so, yeah. We don't want any required watching, right? So, Cougar, you've seen this a bunch of times. Say what happens. I guess so. Essentially, just it opens up with this... I guess, video phone ringing, like, 
and this yeah this little four year old comes up it's and clear sees in the it. future yeah she presses like I don't know the call button or something and or she presses a whole bunch of buttons and, and someone from the future uh, ends up talking to this little girl uh, through this video device and I guess she's like the fourth generation version of this little girl uh, due to a cloning process that happens yeah, in the future where you clone yourself and impregnate yourself with your clone yeah, and then once you're about to die you download your memories into the young clone it doesn't explain how that works with a dude though I guess not although it does work with a dude because we did know that David mm. was in the museum or everything this robot is saying is a lie. I mean, I guess if you want to get into that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> We're all just living in the Matrix. Anyway, so continue saying what happens. Uh, but yeah, we... Uh, yeah, this uh, this fourth generation... Jenny? Susie? What was her name? Something. Um, <laughs> can't believe I forgot the name. Anyway, uh, warps this little girl uh, to the future. Uh, teleports her, because they have teleportation and time travel. Mm. Um to end up seeing what the future is like uh, and it's funny because she has a memory of her meeting herself from the future yeah, uh, which is why the other perspective which is why she's calling is to mm. get a memory from the past yeah. which brings on a whole another time travel document that I don't think the show is about at all but it's very interesting uh, but anyway it's just kind of like a, I think an elaboration on on a potentiality of where life is going and even a, kind of a mirroring of where life kind of is for a lot of people. Um, the desire to live forever is a huge part of it. Yeah, and also like uh, not knowing what you're looking for too uh, I think was a was a big theme in that. I think that's something a lot of people struggle with is not knowing uh, what path they're supposed to be on or as if they are supposed to be on a particular path in general. Like... Um, uh, and even like a, it's an interesting like you kind of take the society away from it too right because this woman is talking about like things that she likes and enjoys and stuff like solitude and she fell in love with a rock and then we'll have this weird alien creature and all this kind of stuff and societally like generally the things I think a lot of people enjoy are looked down upon even if they're really not that bad or they wouldn't really affect anyone like like say you were to fall in love with a rock Mm. Sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Sure, on a societal scheme, I guess it would be kind of... But mm. that doesn't mean it's impossible. And if it did happen, would that really be so bad? I mean, it's not damaging anyone. It's not hurting. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's just a rock. It's like... <laughs> uh, we're so quick to, like... Judge. Judge and, and condemn and, and fit things into a certain category. And I think this um, this short film does a really good job of taking the category out of it. Mm. Um, and just showing you kind of like the bare minimum of what humanity kind of is without emotion yeah so she falls in love with like a rock an alien and then a fifth generation clone of david that is super deteriorated and <laughs> doesn't really have physical or mental well no it doesn't really she's not 100 percent. yeah it's yeah and then the husband dies and this girl says a meteor is gonna obliterate earth in 60 days so she came back to see Alpha Emily. Emily. That's Emily. Right, yeah. Emily. The little girl uh, to get a memory of what is her, her mom. Yeah. Her and her mom walking. Because I guess, because fourth generation Emily wouldn't have had a mom. Yeah. She would have just had herself for the last 400 years. Mm. And then she teleports her back to her main time and the kid goes to do whatever. Yeah. Live life. It ends. You know, yeah. start, start the process over again. Essentially yeah. would be kind of an endless loop. But. All right. So what was your take, Steve? 
take on the film or my opinion? All of it. You hated it. I think this film only is possible because it's animated. Oh, yeah. Yeah? You can't really make it if it's live action. It's way too complicated. We should try it. But I think the aesthetic works for an animated film. Um, And that's kind of why the reason it it is interesting. Um, I think if you tried to make this as a live action thing, it would be very annoying. Um, And it's kind of more adorable as a cartoon. That's true. Little girl voiced by a little girl is also very fun mm-hmm. it's always nice when they actually get like little kids to voice little kids in cartoons you get the, like those random sentences they say and like <laughs> unintelligible little like yeah. yeah but you know for the most part like the relationships the, the woman has with all the objects and the things are kind of um broken up until she has a relationship with the guy David and that's when she kind of expresses like a deep sadness that she can't quite understand because I guess she connects with another person even though that person was kind of screwed up and she didn't really understand how to cope with being sad um that was an interesting thing and I guess one of one of the more interesting points was when she said you're, you're I, I don't know if it was exactly the line but like you're a lonely human you'll die a horrible death like all humans that's pretty valid yeah I find that takes a lot of the pressure off like I mean if you look at that as just kind of the reality of everything it makes everything a little easier so like well, if you know well it's gonna ending. be terrible at the end so I mean yeah. you know, might as well just have fun now yeah that way the terrible thing doesn't have to last so long. Yeah. There's something about that main character that's kind of admirable. Because it sounds like they've had an awful life. But they don't seem so down about it. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Well, I think it's that's another valid point, too. I mean, like, you can really, like... A life is only good or bad in comparison to someone else's life, isn't it? Yeah. If you were the only one to have a life, it wouldn't be good or bad. It would mm-hmm. just be yours. And I think that's... I think it may be the message she was trying to give, like, young Emily. It was like, you know... Yeah, don't waste... Don't waste time on, on, on trivial perfections. Like, don't don't constantly be trying to make everything right. Just, you know, enjoy what you got. Mm-hmm. Do it for the sake of doing it. And, yeah. So what did you guys think were the strongest parts of it? Like, to me, it jumped out... The two strongest things were the the building of the universe. I thought that was really solid and really interesting, and that's what kept me in it for the majority. And then the character work of the main girl slash um, who I'm convinced is a robot. It, like she's, they explain why she's so emotionally stunted and whatnot. But you could meet people today that are like that. It, it's probably a little rarer today than in this universe but it still speaks to there like you could to me it felt like there's people like that out there right now and it rang true in that sense hmm. so what did you guys think was the strongest parts of it i think i think emotional expression is a, is a skill uh, more than just something we all naturally have uh 
and I think that's like it's stomped out a lot is like in our later childhood years is like depending on the environment you grow up in and how accepting you are of other people's instruction you will conform or not conform to mm-hmm. the society you're built in and, uh, it really does come down to a personal choice uh, I guess at a point uh, whether you want to face the uncomfortableness of showing people your emotions and the judgment that might come along with that where you just remain emotionless to the point where you don't know how to express them at all mm. after a while it's like a, this is like I mean if you think about like mind hunter and like mm-hmm. um, all these talks about like sociopaths and psychopaths and stuff generally there's a good reason that they act the way they do it's because they think they need to act that way to survive and like uh, perhaps in like this future world of fourth generation Emily like mm. you know society got so stricting that no one you know emotions were just kind of wiped out just because it was more efficient or yeah uh, but even then she does say that she prefers solitude and stuff too so maybe she just doesn't like you know could have been part of the cloning process too maybe she just yeah didn't that's get what that. I took yeah. away from it that it was the cloning process that made her incapable mentally to right. feel those things because even when she well, feels sad she can't quite say what it is well and that's an interesting thing too because she she can in fact feel the feeling she mm. just does not have the capacity to Know what talk it is. about it or explain it right yeah. like she wasn't given that language um or wasn't around to explore and stuff and like like i guess in that sense it kind of like if you look back even 400 years i think people were a lot more connected with their emotions than they are today so there's that kind of human and societal trade-off of you lose a little bit of the emotion and connectiveness to yourself and to others in exchange for advances in technology and whatnot. So if you extrapolated that, we could arguably end up with what the movie is, right? Well, it's interesting. I think it was actually, I think it might have gone the other way around because I think the Renaissance was like the biggest era where like science and art were mixed together. Mm -hmm. That's when great inventions started happening and like there was lots of like parties in the streets and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. It was a big revolution, and I think it's the, the the play on society on being appropriate and proper, I think, is the actual thing that cuts down on emotional content, because mm-hmm. when you have to act a certain way to be appropriate in a social setting, you learn to stifle your own opinions and emotions mm-hmm. on things. And it's not about being right or wrong. It's just about being Perception. honest with yourself. Like, like. If, if you can't be honest with yourself, then who are you going to be able to be honest with? And that counts emotionally, uh, opinion-wise, like all this kind of stuff. It's like, are you, are you, are you shutting yourself down because someone else told you you have to or to benefit? And I was getting onto a different topic now, but like... <laughs> oh. What do you think, Dave? Um, I don't know. I never... I, mean, I guess it's it's easy to draw the similarities between society now and what is being depicted in the film, but I never looked too much into that, aside from, like, people looking at screens of people looking at screens or hmm. or the outer net or whatever. Um, I was more looking at, looking at it as... Um, so this character is only going to have themselves and the clone is kind of a metaphor for that because throughout the film the only actual people there are the clone and its original um, child Hmm. that was cloned from it and those are the only present things in the whole film from the beginning to the end because everything else is imagined or told through story 
And at the very end, the clone's gonna go off and... Die. Turn into a cube or get blasted into space. Mm. And they'll only have themselves. But the one thing that they wanted to take with them was the memory of them walking with their mom. And... I guess it's just... It's a simple memory, but it's just something um, that person never experienced so they wanted to take that with them but I think that's the only um, thing I can get from this is like at the beginning and at the end you kind of only have yourself hmm. so yeah, so you really only get to like take your memories with you so you might as well make them good memories yeah. if you're gonna pick them yeah uh, yeah but personally I I, I kind of feel like people are more in touch with them, with themselves and other people now than more than ever like I know technology is obviously having an effect on everyone and everything but I think that depends on where you are too like especially like in this city uh, people are a lot more liberal but like me I'm from Alberta it's mm. life is not like this at all like yeah. there's a proper way for everything to be done and like uh, people are very appropriate and polite and there's like a certain humdrum of how things work and here it's just everyone's a little more free to express the way they, they do things um, so I mean like maybe this this film is more effective to, to people from certain circumstances too right like I, I guess if you, if you don't have trouble expressing like it's not going to play off as much and mm-hmm. than it would to someone who feels like they can't express it all perhaps um, but it's definitely something that like I notice like you, you just city to city too like or 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 places that I visit is kind of just how people think normal is is always different Mm. like even going from like a small town to a city is like a pretty maybe not drastic but a noticeable change for sure um I'd be curious even to know what it's like when you go to Ireland to see what a yeah what uh what society is like there like, yeah i mean they just made gay marriage legal so yeah. <laughs> they're behind the times having said that we have a bunch of irish listeners and i'll come see you guys real soon hmm. yeah yeah what are the thoughts that we have i don't know, I, I really liked it i just thought it was like super cool mm. and trippy and stuff too the visuals cool. were like fantastic Mm. I imagine if you would like if you got really blazed it would also be like a super trippy show <laughs> well do you smoke weed? no uh, neither do I I hate no. it it's like, the smoking just kills me no one here smokes weed so we're not going to be able to give them <laughs> a stone we'll need someone else to experiment this for us <laughs> yeah but overall very good uh, again I thought the universe building and the lead character were the best but then again <laughs> those are kind of the only two things in the movie so yeah, yeah. would you guys give it out of ten hmm probably like a good eight out of ten hmm two that was good hmm. it's a good out of ten it's good out of ten I, know, I can't rate it with just a number <laughs> what about mouthfeel soft (laughs) (laughs) alright well yeah what was this called again Cooper World of Tomorrow World of Tomorrow check it out on Vimeo I think it's definitely worth a watch it's only 16 minutes of your time Mm. yeah 
We could have got paid for it. <laughs> so yeah. that short film made some money. Yeah, check that out. Think about that. It's so you monetize the unmonetizable. You support your industry. Well, it's a pretty good film. It but is. It I'm sure it's made some more money than four ninety nine. <laughs> I'm the only person who's watched it in two years. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, it's Filmcraft. It's brought to you by Pippa.io. What's Pippa.io, Latif? It's a company that lets us do things for free. Yeah. Does it let you do like anything for free? I don't know about anything. I'm sure it has boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Just call a cab and send the bill to Pippa. <laughs> All right, see you next week, guys. See you guys. See you guys.